This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of this podcast is July 15th, 2020. If you're listening, wherever in the world you are, I hope you're staying safe and healthy and wearing a mask because you value not only your own health and safety, but mine and everyone else's too. And I hope you're still raising your fist in the air in solidarity and proclaiming Black Lives Matter every chance you get. Before I get to today's topic, I want to address an email I received just yesterday from listener Beth, who asked me about the evil eye. Her email read, I've been curious about your views on the evil eye. There are many myths about it. Some say it protects from evil. Others proclaim it brings evil. Good question. First off, hi, Beth. Thanks for listening and thanks for reaching out. This is an easy one for me, I think, but if someone has a different view on the evil eye, please email or leave a message for me. The evil eye is usually a form of a curse, the malocchio, which is a malevolent gaze. It can be done with only a look from the center and sometimes just a hand gesture. Here's the way my great Nona would do it. She made what is basically the sign of the horns with her projective hand, but pointed the horns at her intended target, sort of like a magical ray gun. It sounds sort of cartoony now that I say it, but that's what she would do. It's the malocchio to strega. The stink eye, the evil eye, some just call it the eye. I call it the hairy eyeball. Thanks, Colleen. So that's the evil eye. Another definition, however, is of an evil eye talisman called a nazar that is a protection, usually an amulet of some sort. You've seen them. It's a big circle, sometimes sort of a teardrop shape, white with a blue or light blue center for the iris and a black spot in the center for the pupil. Those talismans are for general protection, but specifically for protection against the evil eye. That nazar, or evil eye talisman, is meant to reflect the evil eye gaze. But it's used for general protection as well. It's mainly Eastern European, but it's become pretty well utilized all over the globe. So as far as my views and opinions about the evil eye, it certainly has its place, and it certainly has a following. It runs in my own veins, actually. If you're going to use it, just educate yourself to the ins and outs, the pros, and most importantly, the cons. Thank you for your email, Beth, and I hope that helps. Today's topic is an interactive one. Today's topic is witches shifting the tides. Undoubtedly, unless you've been living under a rock, you're aware of the COVID-19 pandemic. And even if you've been living under a rock, you'd better be wearing a mask because it will find you even under a rock. No matter where in the world you are, you've without a doubt been touched in one way or another by COVID-19, either a friend or family member, or heaven and hell forbid, yourself. And if you're listening to this in the U.S. where I am, there's also a good bet you're friends with or know someone who's an anti-masker a phenomena we've seen cropping up all over the country, fueled by the ridiculous claim that masks make things worse, or masks are a liberal plot to stomp on the liberties and freedoms of America and her patriots. And even worse yet, that 
COVID-19 is wholly a hoax, dreamed up by the libs to make Trump look bad. Yeah, I made this political. You know what? Because it is political. And trust me, Trump doesn't need any help making himself look bad. He's done a bang-up job of that all by his little self. Which brings me to the other point of this post. Politics. Now, this might be of no interest to all of my lovely listeners in other countries, or maybe you've been watching in shocked horror and amusement as our political nightmare drama unfolds in full view of the world stage, as our current administration, which can only be described as unabashedly, unapologetically, and blatantly fascist, pulls children from the arms of their mothers and cages them separately in what are, I mean, let's just call them what they are, concentration camps. As our corrupt, crooked, buy-your-way-into-the-cabinet administration strips its most vulnerable citizens of their protections and rights and sanctions the systemic murder of people of color from our East Coast to our West Coast and all points in between. We have a carnival-barking snake oil salesman as our leader, he whose name I won't utter again. And he has a completely estranged relationship with the truth and with facts. Like, they stopped speaking when he was most likely in his preteens. He figured out what worked for him, and he stuck with it. Those who voted for him were sold a bill of goods and absolutely nothing more. Empty talk. He has nothing but contempt for women. And unless you're a member of his 1% club, he doesn't give a fuck about you. And if you are a member of said club, trust me, he only gives about a half a fuck about you. All of his concern is for himself and no one else. We live with this every single day. It's a waking nightmare. But I promise, I'm not saying all of this just to grouse. I have a plan. Let's do some magic. The Dark Moon starts this Saturday, July 18th, here in the Northern Hemisphere. So if we all decide to pool our resources energetically, maybe we can begin the needed shift in the tides. But before we do the magical, we have to do the mundane. Everything is changing. Everything needs to change. Nothing, nothing is going to, quote, go back to the way it was, end quote. And make no mistake, the old way we were doing things wasn't broken. Quite the contrary. The old way was designed to function exactly the way it had been. Most of us, myself included, just didn't realize how toxic it had been all along. Everything needs to change, and to stay changed. We have to make racism a completely unacceptable concept. Not just the blatant KKK variety of racism but also the casual racism that you might not have known was racism. I was completely guilty of that. We have to change that, starting from the ground up. We have to do the mundane. We have to vote like our lives depend on it, because for many of us, they literally do. We need to vote to get American citizens out from under the crippling medical debt that prevents some Americans from even seeking medical attention for life-threatening illnesses because they know they won't be able to afford the bills. Diabetics who die because they can't afford insulin. That's criminal. 
We have to vote for candidates and representatives that actually have our best interest at heart, not just the interest of the richest among Americans. So we have to vote. We have to vote our asses off. That's what we can do in the way of mundane working. That's the most important thing. So what can we do as practitioners of magic in between voting and writing your congresspeople and representatives and canvassing and wearing a mask and isolating if at all possible and washing your hands and not spreading or catching COVID-19? We can concentrate our intentions. We can do whatever we do best. Are you a rhythm energy raiser? Rattles? Shakers? Drums? Are you a chanter? Is dancing your favorite way to raise energy? Maybe you raise energy by thrashing to black metal. If so, then do it. Whatever method is your favorite, the thing with which you're most successful and the most comfortable with doing, would you be willing to do that for between, say, 10 and 30 minutes on Saturday evening? I mean, unless you're an essential worker, what else are you going to be doing? And if you just answered me with sex, it's Saturday, I'll be having sex. Well, that's some of the most effective energy a witch can conjure. Get the consent of your partner or partners first and go to town. If you're alone, masturbate if you want. There is amazing energy in sexual activity, alone or with friends. If enough of us can concentrate our will and intention at the same time, we can get the positive energy moving and flowing towards, hopefully, making some real change. I'm proposing that at a designated time, we all raise positive energy. Let me repeat, positive energy. Using our individual preferred method of energy raising, then release it into the universe in a united effort to affect change. And I propose we do this on Saturday, July 18th, from 7.30 to 8.05 p.m. Central Time. I'll add a link to this podcast's description so you can determine what time 7.30 p.m. Central Time would be in your time zone. Set an alarm on that little device you're listening to this podcast with. Set it for whatever time 7.30 p.m. Central Time would be wherever you are. And that's the time you would raise and release your positive energy into the universe. Raise positive energy for change. Use your incredible innate powers of visualization to see this world well and healthy. The people on our planet, all healthy and free of this virus. And if you're here in the U.S., or if you care to lend your positive energy to those of us in the U.S. who are desperate to see change, a change of command, a change in the structure of our administration, an end to the nepotism and cronyism, and a turn to compassion and equanimity and justice and integrity and truth. We need Americans to be cared for and treated with equality and fairness, regardless of our color or sexual orientation and identity, regardless of our religion. We need leadership to uphold the Constitution. We need compassion in this country. If you're down with sending positive energy toward that cause, we could use it. 
So if we all begin raising positive energy at about 7.30 p.m. Central Time, and then we all direct our positive energy at the exact same time, 8 p.m. Central Time, hopefully we can make a shift. Use that visualization again when you direct your positive energy at the designated time. View our planet in your mind. Visualize your positive energy with everyone else's, completely enveloping our planet in bright, swirling, healing light and positive cleansing energy. Visualize it pulsating around our planet, cloaking it in renewing, living, positive energy. And know at that time that you're part of something really, really big and beautiful and that you are making change. Don't forget to ground out your energy afterwards. Be kind to yourself. Eat, drink something, ground, and rest. And send me an email afterwards and let me know what you felt. Did you feel a shockwave? I'd love to know about it. I've created a Facebook event for this. You can find it on the Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path Facebook page. Please be sure to mark that you're attending and feel free to share it as well. I hope to be creating positive energy to share with you this Saturday night or Sunday, depending on where you are in the world. Check the description on this podcast for necessary links, for the world clock, for the Facebook event, etc. I'll share it also on my Instagram account, and Tumblr as well, and I'll post those links too. And don't forget, do the mundane as well. Make sure to vote. Please vote. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Distance yourself. Isolate. But keep in touch with those you love and communicate often. We'll be able to hug again very soon. There's a brand new podcast every Wednesday, and as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, or if there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future episode, again, just hit the message button on the Anchor app or on the Anchor webpage from your web browser. You might hear yourself on an upcoming podcast. Stay at home. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your damn mask. It's easier than a respirator, and there are many, many more of them available. I hope you never hunger, and I hope you never thirst. As above, so below. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, let me know and tell a friend. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. <laughs>